It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Monday, everybody. 93.7 The Ticket FM. 402-464-5685. Starter Hammond Tax Line and the Honda of Lincoln Hotline if you want to call and or text. Comments, thoughts, opinions, recipes, theories of greatness and relativity. Share. Sorry, Heyman, live video stream. You can see what's going on in the studio. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, follow it up. If you have not su- subscribed to YouTube, to the YouTube channel, jump on it. Find 93.7 The Ticket FM. Hit, hit the bell. Subscribe. Like. That way you know what's going on. We don't have to chase you, and you don't have to chase us. It's right there for you. Simplicity. Same for Facebook, Twitch. They don't let you know what's going on. Uh, Busy weekend Uh, for the Huskers. Lots of news today. Uh, Man, we got a lot to cover in the next three hours. (laughs) We got a lot to cover. First of all, kudos to Rico and Nick. Great job with uh, Justine Longorantes. Good job getting the interview and good stuff within it. Good stuff all the way around. Um, We're waiting for a phone call, so. Or to call him. Let's just call him and be done with that simplicity. Um, through through most of what we're doing from from week to week is just analyzing current news. And sometimes within the news, craziness gets caught. Um, and I do want to do a better job of speaking about the things that happen in sport rather than the people. People... Uh, muddy up the message. Um, The facts don't require the people to be identified in order to speak to them. Today's news that Adrian Martinez will not play Friday against Iowa should offer some distance and clarity for for Adrian's place here in the program. A couple of my favorite quotes are these. Uh, Love out loud. If somebody's efforting for you, you should probably be supportive of them and I I, I I sent out a tweet Saturday night and folks kind of responded to it in a way that um, I wanted to make sure everybody got the full message behind it the full message was simple pretty simple and we forget it sometimes but we need to stop we need to stop ponder gather collect ourselves and remember uh, basic stuff. Basic stuff. The tweet goes as follows. I can't imagine there being a young person who gets injured for you, beat up for you, beat down for you, and scarred for you, and then being criticized and chastised by you. All while trying to be better for you and themselves. There's simplicity in that. Never choose the game over the people involved especially when they are young people that we should be showing our greater traits to 
That's just me. That's just the coach in me. That's just the dude in me. Um, I know that we've gotten used to yelling from the rafters, shouting things and not being held accountable for them, but that isn't mature and that isn't adult and that isn't the better us. So as you attack the people that you feel like you want to attack, rewind, refocus, deal with the thing that you're dealing with rather than the people. Clarity is required. Let's bring in Huskers. Basketball director, player development, Buzzy Carruthers. Coach, what's happening? What up, DP? Oh, it's a Monday, and sometimes, you know, you got you to gotta start right to get right. <laughs> there you go. Nah, my bad. I, I, uh, I was uh, looking at some stuff on the computer and uh, just kind of got caught up. I was glad Nick called me. <laughs> <laughs> We all need help from time to time, partner. That's how that works. Uh, first of all, how are you as you're heading to this Thanksgiving week? Doing well, man. You know, just trying to get better each day. Uh, and, yeah, just kind of, kind of build build some momentum, um, you know, going into tomorrow and, and going into the weekend. And, uh, yeah, just trying to get better, DP. That's it. Just trying to get better. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is that, and we forget uh, that some of the lead characters in this play are young and require time to gather there, get their legs. They still got baby giraffe legs and baby deer legs, right? Right. right? While they one day will run magnificently and and quickly, we're not there yet. So yeah, we need to remember that. Um, let's go back before we go forward. Let's talk about the captain. Uh, let me know how young uh, Mr. McGowan's is, how how Trey McGowan's is doing, um, and give can you give us a little bit of detail? What exactly happened? How did he get injure himself uh, the other night? Well, I don't. I, we still really haven't been able to pinpoint when he injured it. Um, I, I think a few of us think that maybe when he came down after that dunk attempt mm-hmm. against Sam Houston or. Uh, yeah, it was Sam Houston. Um, no, Creighton, I mean, uh, in that first half when he came down, um, one of Creighton's players kind of fell on him as like his foot was kind of kind of like bending. And I think it was just – I think I think that's where, where it happened. But it, you still can't really pinpoint it because after that, if you notice – um, he's not Trey. Trey doesn't really limp um, until he gets off the floor, and then I, because I think his adrenaline was rushing so much um, that he he really didn't feel anything. And then kind of when it when he slowed down and, and was substituted, uh, I think that's when he kind of felt it. So there, there's no pinpoint really to when uh, he got injured, but I, I do think it, it was when he, he had that dunk attempt, which they called it. No, I don't think they did either. <laughs> yeah, they should have called a foul. So. Yeah, I think that would have been been the right thing to do. It, it, it. To me, I spent a lot of time trying to get eyes on Bryce during mm-hmm. that moment. Right, that that when when it's fully acknowledged that that Trey is 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 injured, and then he comes back out. Bryce's eyes, of course, as they should have, were were, were fully glued on his older brother. Right. Um. Where was he? Was there any? Was there anything said? You know, did did anybody tap him on the shoulder? Was there any point where he felt like he okay? He accepted. He exhaled, and he could get about when he back got to when he when when he 
found out he was he was disappointed he he was upset he definitely was um yeah it was it was, it was yeah it sucked it sucked for him for sure because you know that's this was their you know that was that's why he came here that's you know this was this was their opportunity to to really play together um you know at at a high level and he was he he was visibly disappointed, and you could tell he was just it 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 definitely was like a gut punch, gut punch for him, yeah. um, you know. And Trey Trey, you know Trey was, you know, if you know Trey at all, it's just like you know he's such a good kid, and he does everything, every little thing you ask for him, and him just being around, uh, just on the floor. Um, because Bryce is still, you know, learning, you know, how to, you know, be a, a high-level communicator. And Trey does that. He, he communicates on the floor offensively and defensively. And it, it was helping Bryce. Um, and you can see Bryce getting better uh, with the communication. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest uh, breaks that, that he'll probably take is just not being able to, to see Trey lead by example, as far as just communicating, which is something that Bryce, you know, is looking to improve upon um, as he, as he continues to play. So no, that, that definitely, you know, is disappointing, but at the same time, um, Trey's still there, you know, Trey's the loudest on the bench. If you were at the game the other day, he's loud. He's right there. He's talking, he's, he's teaching, um, and even you know, not not the game, but even in the film room, he's teaching. He's still talking. He's still being that captain, which is very important. So, big tough loss for, for us and, and for little bro Bryce. But um, you know what? Don't kill you, make you stronger. So, I think it's good for our team to see this adversity, and then for Bryce to see that adversity uh, as well. Is there any chance that Bryce, this frees up Bryce to take more rain? Right for him to actually grow more quickly into this into this role than he would have had he had big bro leadership and and, and a tag team partner that now some of this you know Bryce can simply do because I noticed that I mean look it it is not without it is not a coincidence that young man decides to go out and pull down eleven boards yesterday right right like that to me is there are things that need to be done that he is capable of doing and that he's willing to just step up and get those things done. Right. And if you notice the past couple games, particularly not, not the game yesterday, but even the game uh, before that Idaho state, I thought Bryce played really well um, just playing within the flow of the game um, and and playing well defensively. Uh, And I think those things are starting to come more naturally as far as him just playing within the flow and it certainly is an opportunity for him to step up and really, you know, take the reins and kind of, you know, put his his mark down on the team as far as kind of being, you know, a go-to guy and somebody that you see growth with, you know, each game. So it's a big opportunity for him. I agree. We're talking to Buzzy Carruthers, uh, Huskers basketball uh, director of player development, and and. It's always interesting um, that in the replays and going back and, and watching games, as some of us do, um, 
you are in an interesting spot. Like for for those Big Ten plus games, you are giving a certain a, a level of insight that most people don't get, and 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 right. you do a really good job of explaining, breaking down the small things that lead to the big things. So how do you approach that when you're when you've got the microphone on and it's live? You battle constantly between saying we and Nebraska. I know, like it's kind of like I, I, right. hear, I hear you, 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 you balance it, but then you go, well, here's what should be done here. And I think Husker fans who aren't paying attention and haven't gone back and listened to to Buzzy call those, he's giving insight. You're giving insight to what should be done on on the floor. But what's your approach? What's your actual approach to how you call it? Well, it is like you said. It is hard to not, uh, you know, be a fan or not a, not a fan, but like a coach for Nebraska. But at the same time, um, I think the the coaching analysis is and, and breakdown is, is what I I think the the fans want to hear. And my approach is simply breaking it down uh, easy enough for. Uh, a regular or general fan to understand exactly what I'm talking about at the time. Um, whether it's, you know, talking about, you know, we need to push the ball in transition or whether we're getting back in transition and what needs to happen while we are getting back in defensive transition. And if I see a mistake, it's easy to point out. Obviously, DPU, I mean, it's easy for you to point out things when you watch film. So, this is naturally easy for me to point out while we're watching. And so I just kind of basically dissect each play, whether we're offense or defense. And I just try and give the viewer a good explanation uh, in layman's terms, in easy terms for them to understand what, what should be going on or, or what's about to happen. Uh, I kind of like, I really like listening to, to, to Tony Romo on, on football um, and, and guys like, uh, you know, like Reg, Reggie Miller does a really good job, um, and so 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 I kind of take that approach of you know trying to give you know the audience um, a feel for what Nebraska is doing in practice and how it's translating into the game, and if there are there's a mistake made on the floor or something about to happen on the floor, I'd love to give that you know, analysis of what's going to happen or what's going on. So that's, that's the, that's the approach I take it. If I can, you know, get across to a, to a the audience, um, you know, what they're seeing on the, on the screen. And I think I've done my job. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's been entertaining. Like I said, I, from leaving the, the arena and then in the second watch, right. It, it's just trying to pick out details. I do want to ask this though, what the interaction, the in-game interaction of the coaches can you give us a little bit of the chaos that is timeouts uh who's responsible for all, like when does doc talk when does fred talk when do when does matt stop talking like there's <laughs> like <laughs> like what's the what how, what it, it, it seems like organized and structured chaos but chaos nonetheless yeah well for the most part i know during games this is for the past couple of years um you know, coach usually, you know, huddles up uh, the, you know, our, our our video coordinator, a couple of assistants, and then um, discuss what what needs to go on um, after that timeout. Uh, usually, 
uh, Nate right now is going in, speaking with the team while they sit down, and Coach kind of figures out uh, what he wants to run um, and, and the adjustments that he wants to make uh, in that timeout. Um, and then, you know, if, if there's something that one of us sees, um, whether it's Abdomasi, whether it's me, or whether it's Matt Holtz, um, we can simply relay it to one of the assistants or relay it to, to Coach Hoyberg. Um, and then, you know, I think it's definitely a collective effort uh, because, it, you know, as a coach, you, you can't see everything. There's there's very few people that, that can just see everything that's going on because it could be a, you know, a individual player personnel, you know, thing that, you know, Coach Hoyberg might not see or one of the assistants might not see, but maybe a, a GA might see, you know, it's just or a player might see it. And so uh, I think the biggest thing is just having that collectiveness um, and everybody just being on the same t- same page and, and having that togetherness. And I, I truly feel like as a team we, we're getting there, especially with the players. Um, you know, guys like C.J. Wilshire and, and, and Kobe, um, they just do a, such a really good job of communicating and keeping – you know, everybody kind of on the same page uh, as far as, you know, just playing within ourselves and playing the right way. And the communication part is such a key factor that if we're able to really hone in and start doing that, it's going to trickle down. And that's only going to make us be a better group collectively. So it's it's a little bit of everything. It, like you said, kind of like organized chaos. It may look like you know, there's a whole bunch of things going on, but uh, as a collective group, I think everybody is on the same page. Buzz, it was it was interesting to watch again yesterday. Four of twenty plus from from three. How do you calm the nerves of Husker basketball fans who kind of feel like this team should be a really good three point shooting team, but who hasn't been affected? And then hasn't shown up in the numbers yet. What can you say to them to calm the nerves of of the Husker faithful? Right. Well, uh, you know, I said it on the broadcast a couple games ago. Um, you know, it's it's not it's definitely not uh, panic time. Any time to panic. Uh, C.J. Wilson shooting the mess out of the ball right now, so he's one of our shooters. Um, I'm not necessarily isn't shooting it well, but you've seen the past two games. Um, he can do a little more than he shoot that three ball. He's got, I, I say it all the time, that he's got a great feel uh, for, for offensively and defensively. Um, and also, too, with K.C. Tamanaga, he started off rough last year, uh, his, his, his sophomore year, um, Juco. Um, he started very similar where he, he was not really hitting anything and then ended up being right there at 50% from three uh, by the end of the year. And so I think it's just something where – we just got to continue to build. Um, guys have to continue to get in the gym, and we just got to keep shooting them, plain and simple. You saw that we didn't have a great three-point shooting night yesterday, but we did have a great field goal percentage of 50-plus percent. So, um, you know, that means we what we are doing some things right. And the biggest thing, I, I think, right now, just as far as three-point shooting is, continue to shoot them. We're, we'll be fine. Um, the guys just got to keep letting them fly. Yeah, it seems that that like I having been to practice and seen it on on multiple occasions, you kind of go, okay, the shooting will, will will turn the corner. What I didn't expect was almost averaging forty points in the paint the last couple of nights. What what has changed or what has happened to allow that to take place for the Huskers? 
right. I think we're getting better with the with the one more. I think we're getting better with the penetrating penetrating uh, and making the right reads. And you know, I, I talked about that in one of the broadcasts as well. You know, you got you know Alonzo Verge who. He's never played the point guard position. He's always been a scoring combo guard. I watched him in Juco score 40 points several times. And so the more he plays and the more he continues to adjust, uh, the more we'll be able to score in the paint because if you've been watching the past few games, he can get to that paint just about any time that he wants to. Mm -hmm. And the more he starts to realize that once he gets in there, especially once we get into Big Ten play when there's all those really big trees down there, um, that defense collapse on him. He's going to be able to make plays, whether it's the dish off to the short corner, whether it's the kick out for the three in the corner, or whether it's the alley-oop off of a ball screen. Uh, he's going to be able to make those plays. And I think that's one of the biggest uh, factors to why we've been able to score in the paint so much these past couple be- these past couple games is because he is adjusting to uh, being that uh, point guard to where he's realizing that he doesn't have to take that shot every time he gets into that lane or gets gets that defense to collapse. It, it's it's funny too that hear him say, "Look, I've got to do better about getting my teammates involved and getting them involved in, in places where they can do something with it." But it also seems to be a gradual transition for him in realize, yeah, I need to get into the paint, but I don't need to always finish. That sometimes right. getting into the paint is just a probe to make the defense react so I can get my dude space. Right. And if there's no stopping, it's like kind of in football. Look, if you're a man-to-man, uh, if you're being chased, keep going. If you're, if, if you're not being chased, pull up. That, that's that's the, the, the point guard work in that pick and roll. And it seems like he's, he has his eyes in the right place for it. He really does. I mean, I've seen improvement in the past couple games. Uh, I know Coach Hoiberg has seen improvement in the last couple games. Um, and it's going to be something that he's going to have to continue to work on. Um, and hopefully, you know, these next, you know, two two games, um, he really, uh, you know, turns the corner. Because, uh, you know, as, as, as we all know, December gets a little hectic. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> gets gets a little more grown up. Gets a little yeah. like there's yeah. there's no kid. So so ideally for you guys, um, as you target these next couple of ball games, and of course it's one game at a time. That really is. I mean, it is a coaching cliche, but it's a statement of truth. Right. Right. Do you pick different things to to work on against different teams, like uh, against a more physical team? Say, listen, we're going to highlight and focus on on boxing out uh, against a shoot a team that shoots well. We need to get our closeouts right. And we need to get our angles right. Do you pick and choose the focus, other than the basic stuff that you have to do every every game? But do you get specific to the to the team you're playing? Uh, you know, we do obviously with with the scouts. We we do get a. Uh, uh, slightly specific on just personnel but for the most part dp we're just building on our fundamental things uh, that we've been working on uh, from day one and we've just got to continue to hammer those things right now which is the rebounding which is not turning the ball over and which is moving the basketball around i think the past two games we did a really good job of you know moving the ball around and getting double digit assists and then also um keeping the turnovers uh, at a low rate as well. So I think, and then obviously um, we've been been in here busting our butts working on rebounding. Um, 
which you know we we've done it. We we won the rebounder battle uh, last game. So you know it's I think it's something that we're just going to constantly keep on pounding these fundamental things. Um, and then obviously team to team, we, we do make adjustments and we will continue to make adjustments. Yeah. We had an in, in studio standing ovation when, when you guys won the rebounding battle, we had, we literally, <laughs> we literally stood and applauded. It was like, well, wow. Well, you know, well done. Well done. Well done. <laughs> from before we let you go from the side of text line, uh, we had a listener ask this question. What is doc Sadler's exact game role? I mean, he's the defensive guru, you know. Um, he sees a lot of things out there um, before they're even happening. And so he's kind of Fred's eyes for that whole defensive side of the floor. To, to see that, though, he <laughs> – okay, I don't know if you catch it, but there are a couple of times in crucial situations where Doc will get up. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, he sees it. He definitely – you know, he's a defensive guru, man. He sees things. Uh, he sees things before they happen, uh, whether it's in the game or practice. And yeah, like it's like, like I said before, like with with Coach Hoiberg on on the offensive end, like you know, Goodwill Hunting, where where he sees uh, you know all that all those different arithmetic in his head. Yep. The same way with Doc on the defensive end, it's like he just sees all these moving pieces before they can happen. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he closes out from his chair. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like Doc, that's six people on the court, man. You got to slow down. Right, right, right. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> give us, give us a thirty-second uh, report. Who, who's coming, and what, what can we expect for this game coming up? Yeah, tomorrow night. Um. Well, I mean, you know, they're they're a little bigger than Southern, so uh, we definitely. I mean, one of the things, you know, obviously we're pounding always is rebounding. They've got some. You know, a couple six ten dudes. So they're they're your bigger, uh, low one of your bigger low major schools. Uh, so we're definitely pounding uh, that we have to have to, you know, win the rebounding war, of course. Um, and then the other thing, obviously, is just playing the right way, and then playing with our pace and and speed. Uh, you know, that's Coach Hoiberg's biggest thing is pace and space. Um, and we we came in today, uh, watched some film. Uh, practice, clean some things up, and uh, hopefully we can go in there tomorrow and, and translate it all onto the floor and, and get better. One more game. Yeah, that's that's the battle, brother. Appreciate you. We'll talk. Let's figure out when when to get what's the buzz up this week, or whether yes, we just sir. gotta wait till next week. Whatever way you decide to do it, I'm I'm okay with it, brother. You. You uh, you hug <laughs> you hug that wife of yours. Happy Thanksgiving to y'all. If I don't talk to you before then. Oh, well, thanks, DP. I appreciate you, brother. All right, man. That is Buzz right. Carruthers, director of player development, Nebraska basketball. We'll turn about coming out. We'll break down a little bit of, of today's news. Again, the Adrian Martinez news exists. We'll talk a little bit about LeBron and the NBA and what happens there. Yeah, lots to talk about here one-on-one. Download our app by searching 93.7, the ticket in your app store. You're listening to one-on-one with DP on 93.7, the ticket and the ticket Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. 
Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news because there are effective FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a US-licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller.